Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself, harming another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to discuss your concerns. This is a continuation in my series on gifts from heaven, and today I'm going to be talking about royal authority. I'm going to be explaining how because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you can have confidence in how you pray and that the Lord hears you. So this kind of uh, builds on especially my last podcast looking at our identity, dignity, and destiny in Jesus Christ. And I'm going to share with you my understanding of why we can pray effectively and how to pray effectively. I've studied a lot of different people. I've read a lot of different books. I would say if you want to read more about this, good people to either look at their videos or read their books would be Dutch Sheets, Chuck Pierce, Jane Hammond, or Liberty Savard. And there's many others, but those are the ones that really had the most impact on me. So I'm going to talk about the idea that prayer is interactive and that we have authority when we pray. So I'm going to start off with an example of what I mean by the idea that prayer is interactive. We can use a verse or an image or a promise from God's word as we abide in his presence, as we get to know him, as we interact with him in a time of daily communing with him. That's when most people have a, an uh, organized time to pray, although you can pray at any time throughout the day. And there are certain concerns that you're probably going to pray on a regular basis. So let me give you an example from my own life. So there's a person that I pray for on a regular basis. And one day when I was in a group setting praying, I got an image This image was of kind of a cartoon character, a bee, carrying some luggage. So here's how I interpreted that. You know that I'm all about getting rid of baggage. So I saw this as a good image that God is answering my prayers to help this person release baggage that's weighing them down. The reason I think it was a bee is because I was just watching the movie The Green Mile, which is sort of a disturbing movie and not my favorite genre of movies. But whenever something evil would be um, dismissed, there would be bees. And so I took this as confirmation that God was answering my prayers to remove some negative things and to replace these negative things with good things. So it encouraged me not to give up on praying. So this is what I mean by prayer is interactive. We draw from our relationship with God. We draw from the verses in the Bible or images that he may give us or promises that we know in God's word. And then he may prompt something in our spirit while we're praying to expand on how we're praying, to adjust what we're praying, to add to it 
Or sometimes in your spirit, you might know, okay, this is taken care of, or maybe I don't need to pray about this anymore. And so it's hard to explain because it's based on your relationship with God. There isn't a formula. I'm going to mention too that a lot of times when I want to pray for someone, maybe they're right there with me, I sense the words that the Lord wants me to pray over them. And a lot of times he gives me words that I don't fully understand what I'm praying, but then the other person is crying or they say, wow, that was exactly what I needed. It didn't really come from me. It came from my spirit being tuned into the Holy Spirit. Now, remember from our last podcast that not every idea, that not every image, that not every um, experience is from the Holy Spirit. We have to use discernment. And this is why it's really important to know God's word. The better you know the word of God, the more likely you are to detect the difference between what's coming from your own soul, what's coming from the Holy Spirit, and what might be I'll call it spiritual static. So I've talked about a lot of these things in previous podcasts. I encourage people to avoid focusing on darkness or evil. So when I got that image, I've been praying, uh, thank you, Lord, that you are releasing the baggage from this person that they carry that weighs them down, and you are releasing power, love, and a sound mind. This is the idea of binding and loosing that we find in um, the book of Matthew. I think that's Matthew 16, 19, that I'm, I'm binding the negative experiences that this person has been through. And thank you, Lord, you are releasing joy and power and a sound mind, whatever it is that, that you want to pray in. We want to pray in blessings and avoid focusing on the darkness. I didn't focus on the negative image. I used it to prompt how to pray positively and to thank God that I took that as confirmation. Hey, he's all over this. So this leads to understanding more of our authority. So again, I went over a little bit of this in the last podcast, but I want to expand on one concept. The blessing I always use at the end, Isaiah 11, 2, is really a picture of our authority and power in prayer. The beginning of Isaiah 11.2 says, May the Spirit of the Lord rest on you. So I use the theological word book of the Old Testament, um, or you could use a Bible app, Bible hub, to see what does rest exactly mean. So let me tell you a little bit about what that means, that we can pray in authority from a position of rest. It means to abide in peace, the absence of disturbance, wholeness that's deposited into our spirits by the Holy Spirit, and it's rest related to victory. Now, this corresponds with the idea in Hebrews 10 and Psalm 110 that Jesus has already done all the heavy lifting. He has established our forgiveness, our peace, and spiritual power to navigate the situations of life. So we don't pray begging God to do something. We pray from a position of rest, a position of abiding. And Christ does the enforcing of the peace because he's already purchased the victory. So there's still a part that 
we are assigned to because again we're told that we are seated in heavenly places and the Lord waits on us to exercise prayer before he moves in a situation. This is one of the reasons I said that prayer is interactive. We understand and live from our position as a child of God and then we declare the word of God into a situation. If you think about the Lord's Prayer where Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He was declaring, Lord, bring your will into this situation. And, you know, whatever the situation is, you can you can use declaration. It says to speak to the mountain when we have a situation. You find that in Matthew 21, 21. So the Lord Jesus Christ paid for our position to be children of God and he gives us the keys to the kingdom so we have the right and the responsibility to bind and loose using his word again that's from Matthew 16 19 so let me give you an example a lot of times when there is a situation that's a problem or there's a person who's struggling many times what I do is I'll say, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of confusion and I release your order and your peace in Jesus Christ. So it's not my authority. I don't have any magic power. It's because I am um, allowing Jesus and his words and his promises. I'm just using what he has shown us to do. And because I'm Uh, trusting him to enforce it. It's not me that makes anything happen. It's abiding in the Lord, sensing his will in a situation, or knowing God's will. A lot of times people pray if it's your will, but if you know God's word, we do know what his will is. We don't want to be praying our will. And this is where we have to really be careful. We don't want to be praying that people do a certain thing. When I'm making a decision or praying with another person about a decision, a lot of times I use uh, scripture and, and say, Lord, please close any doors that aren't from you and open the door that is from you. Opening and closing doors, God has the power to do that. So I'm not saying, Lord, I want this job. Give me that job. You know, I, I claim that. I don't think God works that way. I think that's presumptuous. But if we're praying according to God's word, if we're asking for his will, and if we're declaring the the promises that we know are true, there's a lot more power and effectiveness. We're not begging. We're not hoping. We are interacting. We are cooperating with the Holy Spirit to help more of God's presence and God's power and God's love into various situations that concern us. One more example of uh, declaring binding and loosing is sometimes after I've been talking with a person, whether it's in my personal life or in my office, that um, they might be upset, they might be worried, and um, after we've talked about whatever's going on, what I might do is bind the spirit of fear bind uh, pain and we take it to the cross of Jesus and then I will ask the Holy Spirit to release peace 
into this person's heart, mind, and body. So that way we are relying again on the resources, on the connection with Jesus Christ and taking to the cross anything we don't want to carry that pains us, that hurts us, that upsets us, any sickness that we're asking him to heal. And then ask for God's peace and healing into the heart, mind, and body. And remember that idea of rest is wholeness that's deposited into us. We can't generate it, but we can get into God's presence and ask him to release it. As we release bad things to him, he releases good things to us. So here's a few more thoughts about our authority. And I'm reading from page 87 in my book, Correcting Distortions in Your View of God, about prayers of declaration. So I'm going to read a little bit. We can underestimate the power of the spoken word. God spoke creation into existence. One of the names for Jesus is the word. It's God's word, not our words, or the power of positive thinking that produces supernatural change. When we use our words to speak life and blessing for ourselves and others, we allow God to move in the situation. When we speak negative, complaining, hopeless words to ourselves or others, we take a step back into the darkness. We need to take seriously the power of the words coming out of our mouths. Sometimes even our prayers are nothing more than complaining. I think it's okay to vent to God. We see examples of that in the Bible. But sometimes our prayers need to go beyond venting or requests. Every believer carries the resurrection light and life of Jesus Christ. When we speak his word, we release the life and light of God into human circumstances. That's the reason why it's important to know God's word. We can't speak his truth if we don't know what the Bible says. We see answers to prayer and radical transformations when we speak his will, his word, into the chaos on earth. Speaking God's word over ourselves and others produces all kinds of positive results in our lives. And some people call that spiritual warfare. So a couple more ideas about how to have more power in your prayers is if you pray with other people for the same concern. The Bible calls that the prayer of agreement in Matthew 18. I mentioned about the importance of using God's word. It's also important that we are engaged in a lifestyle of abiding in him, obeying him, communing with the Lord. If we're just using God like a vending machine where if I do this prayer, I'll get this result, That isn't really how God works. You probably don't work that way either. We do extraordinary things for the people who love us, that we love, that we have a relationship with. And if we approach a stranger with a request or we only talk to people when we need something from them, that's not likely to be very effective and it's, it's not how God moves in supernatural ways. He may answer a prayer because he loves you. But if you want a lifestyle of seeing supernatural results to prayer and supernatural change in your situations, your family, supernatural blessings, 
that requires a relationship with God that you nurture, that you nurture because you love him. I'm going to mention just a couple other points from page 60 in the book, Correcting Distortions. Uh, We mentioned using scripture. Ask God to cleanse you before you pray. Confess any sins to him that you know need, you know, cleaned up. Make sure you pray in Jesus's name. That's where the authority and power comes from. Don't be afraid to pray out loud, especially when you're making a declaration like we talked about. Be persistent. Some mountains take longer to move. There can be problems that run in families. So if you want to see that change, you probably are going to need to pray consistently and fervently over a period of time. So don't give up just because you don't see results. It's like, I use the example, it's like in the movies when you see the old days when they storm a medieval castle. So your prayers are pounding against old strongholds, old patterns. So it may take time, but it, it will come down. So keep going. Get someone else pray with you. Use that prayer of agreement. And remember that God loves you and he wants to answer you. Hopefully that gives you a lot of ideas how to add depth and power to your prayers. And you can ask the Lord to show you how to pray, to give you a strategy, to give you a verse to use. And as you abide in him and seek him, you'll begin to recognize his gentle promptings in your spirit to teach you how to pray the blessings in. And again, spend time in his word so that you understand what God's will is. So let me mention some resources that correspond with the uh, podcast today. If you go to my website, drtonycooper.com, you can request a free digital booklet called Suffering Insights into Faith. If you go to the contact form and send me a message I'll send you that digital book to your email. There are videos that go along with what I've talked about today. Keys to the Kingdom, Who's in Charge, and How to Pray with Power. Those are on YouTube, or if you follow me on Facebook, you can go to the prayer playlist. There's a prayer playlist on YouTube also. I read from the book Correcting Distortions, in your view of God. I also have a Bible study book, Breaking Through to Blessing. If you want to study more of the scriptures connected with these ideas, most of my books have some segments devoted to effective prayer. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoyed this podcast, consider sharing it with a friend. So let me pray a blessing for you now, again from Isaiah 11:2. May the Spirit of the Lord rest upon you, His Spirit of extraordinary wisdom, His Spirit of perfect understanding, His Spirit of wise strategy, of mighty power, of revelation, and the reverential awe of the Lord. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening.